0: and welcome back, and it's that time to binge on Buffalo. I'm your host, A-Y, and as always, I got my good graham cracker here. How are you, buddy? I'm
1: awesome, man. I'm glad to be back. Feels like it's been a minute, but hey, man, we're always here to give everybody that Buffalo Bills news, man. Heck yeah. Crazy things happened this week, dude. I'm so excited to be back on the mic
0: with you. I hope you had a great week of work. I know I did. I'm just pumped, man. Pumped. Yep, we should be pumped. Bills fans, Bills Mafia Week one is right around the corner. Roster cuts are made. On this episode, we're going to be recapping the 53-man, surprise cuts, surprise keeps. We got a lot coming your way today, and we're going to start it off with the practice squad. Anybody on this uh, list here, Graham, that you're surprised that the Bills kept, or are you just surprised that somebody didn't make the actual 53? There's a few guys on this list that I'm surprised didn't make the actual
1: 53. Duke Williams is one. Yep. Christian Wade is another. Those two in particular, for me, are my top two a guy that I'm a little surprised about that they actually kept is Jason Kroon because I did hear that they were trying to shop Jason Kroon around a little bit. They were trying to trade him right before mm-hmm. the the deadline to cut.
0: Yeah, I heard the Bills were trying to trade a couple guys. Uh Kroon being one, Robert Foster being the other. And I yep. know, you know, a lot of fans have come to love Robert Foster. He was a great story here at camp a couple of years ago, made some big plays in the second half of the season that he uh his rookie season. Yep. Big deep ball guy and you know a lot of fans grew to love him. They were actually surprised to see that he got cut. Like he's not even on the on the practice. Yeah, court. he got cut, man. It's unfortunate because
1: I I was a big Robert Foster supporter last year. Yep, and I was uh, upset that he was not playing as much as I thought he should have been. But with the depth that we have at wide receiver this year, I I totally hundred percent understand why we cut him.
0: And I I do like that you brought up the fact that we were trying to trade some of these guys. You know, especially Jason Kroon before we dropped him. Uh, because that just shows you Brandon Bean's always trying to look for an option. You know, he's always trying to get value out of the players he has. And I really like that he didn't just cut them and another team signs them and they go off and take off. You
1: know, right. I mean? And as far as I know, there's only been one guy that's actually been picked up by another team, and that's uh,
0: Vincent Taylor. Yeah, the defensive tackle got yep. claimed by Cleveland. Honestly, I'm pretty surprised that Robert Foster hasn't been picked up yet. I mean, he's just a guy I know, you know, his route running might not be mint, but he can spread the field for you and really open it up for the underneath routes. Well, Robert
1: Foster was undrafted out of college. Yep. He signed with the team as an undrafted rookie a couple of years back. He had a good rookie year. He didn't do anything last year. He had like right. one catch the whole year. Right. I think that's leaving a sour taste in a lot of teams mouth, especially with no preseason games this year. So he's probably just unfortunately going to be a free agent.
0: Yeah. I mean, he had the Dayball connection when Dayball first came here as yeah. the offensive coordinator. They used him a lot in Alabama during that championship run. And I think that was his, foot in the door for the NFL in case he didn't get drafted. That's how it worked out for him. But yeah, back to that statement you made about Duke Williams, man. I'm actually really surprised that he was put on the practice squad this year. I mean, we've only heard good things out of camp about him making big catches, contested catches. Uh, But we did speak prior episodes that he had to outperform Isaiah Hodgins and Isaiah McKenzie and Isaiah McKenzie in order to make this team. The one thing that just surprises me is it looks like the bills are okay with really only having one tall receiver on the active roster right now and Gabe Davis, because Uh, Gabe
1: Davis isn't even like a giant either. No. So it seems like they're going to do the same thing that they did last year with Duke Williams, where they're going to keep him on the practice squad until they are Mm -hmm. underperforming at the wide receiver position, which I don't see happening this year. Unfortunately for Duke Williams.
0: Well, the thing that we've spoke about a lot, you know, especially last year with how they were using players on practice squads and dressing players and undressing them. TJ Yeldon was one of those guys last year. That they kind of swung around. You know, he wasn't always dressed for the games. Right. He Duke was the Williams healthy, healthy scratch. Yeah. yeah. And then Duke would take that spot. A perfect example was in Tennessee when Duke, you know, had his chance out there. Uh, he was on and off the practice squad last year as well, being yep. dressed and undressed. So th- I feel like this is a similar situation. And personally, I think. This is going to be one of those exempt guys that they hold on to, that they don't allow other teams to
1: sign. Uh, So yeah, man, I totally agree with you wholeheartedly that I think Duke Williams is going to be one of these exempt players every week. I know that we stated on a previous episode that they can exempt six players every week and continue to keep 10. Luckily for us, though, we have 17 on the practice squad. Which we can do because Christian Wade still falls under that foreign
0: Yeah yeah, yeah. the foreign loophole whatever, yeah, yeah, the
1: loophole thing that he was last year. So he does not count as a practice squad player. Which yeah. is awesome.
0: Yeah, I totally agree with that, man. And I just think, you know, with Hodgins initially making the fifty-three man roster this year, like he beat out Duke, but now they got him on the IR list. Nobody knows what's going on with that yet. That was just recent news before we even got on the mic. So I think Duke Williams is going to be exempt for multiple reasons. One, the size factor, maybe a matchup week to week. And because Hodges isn't, might not be available for a while, they yeah, need so to make depth. sure that they have the depth of wide yep, receiver.
1: I, I agree with you, man. And here at our headquarters at the Buffalo Binge, have a brand new whiteboard that AY took his time to fill out so nicely. <laughs> And looking at this list that I have in front of me of all the guys that have been cut and put back onto the practice squad, Christian Wade, I know that we spoke really highly about a couple weeks back. It's unfortunate he didn't make the Mm 53-man roster. I'm so glad he doesn't count as a practice squad spot, and I'm happy that he's still in the organization. I still feel like there's a shot that he can be pulled up from the practice squad Mm -hmm. this season.
0: You know, I, I have a lot of high hopes for Christian Wade. I know I've spoken on that a lot. I just think he might this might just be a move that shows you he still has some things to learn with the X's and O's. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, you know, but that takes us back to the actual running back position, keeping TJ Yeldon. You just get the experience. He's been in the same uh offense now for two years with Brian Dayball. He's got fumbling issues, but you know what? It's honestly a good third complimentary running back to have. Yeah, he's
1: yeah, and he's a good pass catcher out of the backfield he right. gives you that different dimension i understand keeping tj Yeldon. yeah to me it's a little bit of a surprise that they actually kept him because we didn't hear
0: anything about tj nothing. Yeldon in camp absolutely nothing like nothing came out of camp about you i heard more about christian wade than i did yeldon that's yeah. why i was so high on christian wade this year i because agree i was going just based off of the reports that i heard from like brownie and you know thad and all of them and i didn't hear anything on yeldon so that was that was definitely the surprise but obviously he compliments Zach Moss well and and uh, Devin Singletary. I mean, he's got some size to him and he can catch out of the backfield. And that's I think that's what the Bills are doing. We've said it since day one. Bills are going spread this year. They need dual threat running backs up and down that draft. Court, up, yeah. Up and down that halfback room.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. I agree with you. And that's why I think that they kept Antonio Williams as their their backup running back on the practice squad. Yeah. They signed him to the practice squad. I was a little surprised because they re-signed him, I believe, last Thursday.
0: Yeah, it was like three or four days ago.
1: Yeah, it was not long ago. They re-signed Antonio Williams, and then they put him right on the practice squad, which I think was a smart move. Yep. I love the move. Makes me really happy. The one running back I'm very, very surprised made this team. Mm -hmm. I think it's strictly for special teams. Taiwan Jones.
0: Totally agree with you, man. Taiwan Jones. I mean, he's even a captain for our special teams. The the guy, ever since he's been here, has just been known for what he's able to do on that side of the football. And this is just a Heath farewell, you know. Yeah, keep right here.
1: I. It's just a little surprising. I feel like there's guys on this practice squad mm-hmm. that deserve a spot on this team rather than Taiwan Jones.
0: Well, I, I can see where you're coming from with that, Graham, you know, with some of these practice squad guys, given some of the numbers we have on the actual 53-man now. But Tywan Jones is just a compliment to what Sean McDermott and Leslie Frazier say all the time, that all three stages of this game are as pivotal to one another. And yeah. Yeah, I under- you got to make sure that. you have good special teamers just as much as you have good running backs and good linemen and all that stuff. So
1: I agree, man. But like, I, I don't know, man, I, this guy to me, I just I just feel like there's more talented players that can do more than just special teams and that can actually step in and play if need be that are on the practice squad than
0: Want Tywan Jones Tywon Jones. Tywan yes. Jones yeah. eh, we'll have to see how it falls through, though, man. That's for sure. It's something we're definitely going to have to keep an eye on because there are some surprise guys on this practice squad. But
1: Yeah, do you have anybody in particular on, off the top of your head that, that is on this practice squad that you thought should have made the team?
0: Yeah, my boy Cam Lewis, man. Uh, cornerback. I mean, we've only carried five. We'll get into that when we dive into the 53. But I thought this is a great depth corner, and he's done nothing but take advantage of his chances in practice. Uh, for the past few years now being on the Bills practice squad. Yeah, and even this year in camp with uh Josh Norman going down, yeah. he, he stepped up and he made plays. He, yeah, he showed that he can perform. So that that's my boy there and you know he's my he's my camp story every single year. I, I've been rooting for him. He's my underdog and
1: yeah. honestly I'm I'm a little surprised too we kept Andre Smith on the practice squad, a guy that we just traded for mm-hmm. uh from Carolina for a conditional pick.
0: Yep. Now, I feel like that's more of just kind of like a circumstance thing. Maybe they're just going to give him some more time to learn the defense. I mean, he
1: was from Carolina, and I think he's familiar with McDermott's defense.
0: No, because Andre Smith, I believe, was only drafted last year. Okay. So this is somebody who, I just assume everybody from Carolina yeah. <laughs> is familiar with Sean McDermott now well I don't blame him that's the pipeline we've had for the last you know two three <laughs> it years just so seems like it man but yeah this this linebacker Smith he comes in he came to the bills late in training camp so he's probably got a lot of le- learning to do with the lingo and you know formations and stuff and I think we'll see him on the actual 53 man especially you know with how often the bills you know rotate linebackers in and out there's good possibility somebody gets injured and he's gonna have to step up
1: right and another guy on this practice squad list that i was a little surprised didn't make the team we spoke pretty highly of was mike love oh yeah and we see it seems like every year mike love is in that conversation of making the team Mm -hmm. also brian cox jr both of those guys that i was very surprised neither of them made this team i think think it was gonna be one or the other
0: yeah and i think that just goes to show you you know, mafia and everybody listening is just how deep of a defensive line we have. Now, Mike Love isn't somebody who is a household name. A lot of people probably haven't heard of him. Same with Brian Cox Jr. coming out of Carolina. Oh, another pipeline. <laughs> and uh, but no, I mean, these aren't household names, but these are just guys who are very complimentary to the people they already have on the defensive line who every camp Mike Love since he's been here, we've heard high regards for. him. Yes. You know what I mean? Like he's There's always a segment on Mike Love about how he's getting in the backfield, making tackles look stupid and stuff like that. So I feel like he's just keeps falling into the mix of a loaded defensive line. And you know what? It's I'm actually happy we have them on the practice squad, though, because those are guys that I know can come in and produce for us if we need to.
1: In a past episode, you and I have talked about Trent Murphy being a potential cap casualty. I'm a little surprised he made this team and a guy like Mike Love or Brian Cox Jr. didn't. Yeah. I'll be honest, man. Like, I was real shocked that Trent Murphy made this team. Now, you're just saying that from a money standpoint. From a money standpoint and partially from a performance standpoint, I feel like the guy hasn't really lived up to his contract as, as far as his performance. He has flashed at times oh, yeah. and, and looked pretty good, but I, I, I don't know, man. I just don't think that. At this point in his career, he really has anything left.
0: See, I agree with it from a money standpoint, but on a experience level, I mean, this guy was tenacious in Washington before he got injured with the ACL. Yeah, I agree. Uh, So his experience speaks for him over Mike Love and Cox Jr. And, you know, being a starter last year, along with Jerry Hughes, I mean, that's just the experience I feel like that got him this position. And. Brandon Bean and them really aren't worried about the money right now because we've been so good with our cap. You know, why dish out a guy just because he's like $3 million when we know that he can show you those glimpses of production?
1: Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, you convinced me. You know what I mean? It's not bad. For all you out there, here's the full practice squad list as of right now. Wide receiver Duke Williams, running back Christian Wade, running back Antonio Williams, defensive back Dane Jackson, defensive back Cam Lewis, linebacker Andre Smith, Tight end, Nate Becker. Tight end, Jason Krum. Offensive lineman, Evan Boehm. Offensive lineman, Trey Adams. Offensive lineman, Victor Solaco, Offensive lineman, Brandon Walton. Defensive end, Mike Love. Defensive end, Brian Cox Jr. And defensive tackle, Jordan Zimmer.
0: I think we we got, what, one more spot left that they can bring a guy in here for?
1: Not on the practice squad. They have 16. Well, right now they have 17. They're full. Okay, so we're full. Because Christian Wade does not, like I stated, does not count towards the practice squad.
0: Yep. Uh, just before we move on to the 53 man roster, I just want to show some love to my boy, Corey Thompson, apparently getting cut. You know, I thought this was a guy who's going to step up and battle AJ Klein for that outside linebacker position. And uh, I guess he just couldn't do it, man. So I wish the best of luck for Corey Thompson. You did great here, man. I always read up on you and you were another underdog camp story. I was rooting for like Cam Lewis, but business is business, baby. Yeah, it's, it's always just comes down to that, man.
1: But yeah, getting into the 53 man, we kept 10 offensive linemen nine defensive linemen. That's that's a lot of linemen, dude. dude. Tw- 20 linemen basically out of
0: your whole team. Yeah. 10 on the O-line, nine on the D-line. I mean, you got to win it in the trenches. That's what everybody says. You know, that's the way of football. You got to, the front seven got to put their hands in the dirt and go to work. You know, yeah. that's, you can't move the ball unless your offense is moving or unless your offensive or defensive line is moving. So totally agree with them. The D line makes sense to me just because we're a rotating D line and we got a bunch of talent up there, man. I mean, I don't I don't even know how they're going to do snap splits this year. Uh, I'm just happy to see Harrison Phillips obviously proved enough to stay on this. Team. Yeah, I
1: agree, man. Harrison Phillips is a, a guy that we have spoken so highly about with his character, yep. with his play style, with, with everything that he does throughout the community. Glad to see that he's back on this 53-man. He he sounds like he's hungry and he's ready to go, too, from what I've heard. Oh,
0: yeah. I mean, this. I feel like this whole D-line's hungry, man. Quentin Jefferson, Mario Addison, Jerry Hughes, A.J. Epinesa. Vernon Butler. Vernon Butler. Vernon Butler. These guys are hungry. These guys are going to get after. I think we're going to see an old-school Buffalo Bills defensive line. And when I say old-school to me, you know, I'm not thinking Bruce Smith. My old-school was like Sam Adams, Chris Kelsey, A- Aaron, Aaron Schoble. Schoble. Yep, And those mothers were getting... After it. Yeah. And, you know, because they didn't have all
1: the talent in the world. They were just hungry dudes that were after the quarterback every play. yep,
0: After the running back every play, doing whatever they had to do to stop that play. Yep. And I just like the versatility that this defensive line has. I honestly feel like if they wanted to, Ed Oliver could rotate out to the end. Oh, 100%. Jefferson can go out to the end. A.J. Abanessa can can play defensive
1: tackle like a three or a one technique.
0: Yeah, and you got Quentin Jefferson who can do both. I mean, this defensive line is going to be scary for a lot of offensive lines because you just don't know what kind of packages the Bills are going to be throwing out there, and it's going to cause a lot of confusion for these guys, a lot of stunts. I mean, just get ready for four defensive linemen to get to the quarterback without blitzing this year.
1: So is this the best defensive line that we've seen since probably 20 years. Yeah, probably easily, 20 years.
0: Easily 20 years? Yeah, I mean, I did just say, you know, Aaron Schobel, Sam Adams and all that, but I think that the depth that we Pat have on Williams. this defensive line is absolutely phenomenal. Even if we were to lose four guys, we still have five. And then we can call in one of the dudes on our we can call in our D tackle from the practice squad who was good enough to keep. I just think that they're going to be flying everywhere, man. This is going to be a fast def- defense this year. Fast. Is,
1: is there anything that you're surprised about with this 53-man roster?
0: I am. I'm surprised that we only kept uh, six linebackers, especially with how frequently they get hit, how often they, they're involved in every play. I feel like depth at the linebacker position is pivotal just as much as the D line and all that. Yeah. I would have liked to see seven or eight instead of six, you know, just it it just, I'm kind of wondering by looking at this list here, you know, who is the special team guys. I know we know Tyler Medikevich is a special teamer Yep, and he's, he's known for that, but that's just one guy out of those linebackers that I know will play a a consistent role.
1: Well, I guess this kid, Delshawn Phillips, who we kept, who was a long shot to make the team is supposed to be a pretty good special teamer. He's also pretty much the camp story that nobody ever talked about.
0: Yeah, dude, I'm not gonna lie. I had no idea who this kid was. In fact, we never even talked about him no. on this show. No. <laughs> that that just goes to tell you um just how high on our radar he was. I mean, again, he yeah, was we're signed.
1: Ob- we're obsessed with this team, and this kid was nowhere on our radar.
0: Nowhere. Nowhere. This kid was uh signed in Atlanta last year in 2019 after being an undrafted free agent. 6'2, 230. So he's got good size, good speed, only 23 years old. Uh and he signed with the Bills on 10. 10- 29 19 last year so october 29th yep and uh he signed a two-year reserve slash future deal worth uh 1.39 million if he were to make the 53 man roster that's what he would get so this kid got paid a little bit you know for being a journeyman dude again only 23 was on the falcons last year got cut bills pick him up And uh, he paid himself well because he made the 53-man roster making 1.39 mil.
1: So I I heard that there was an article by SB Nation that came out when they were doing 91 players in 91 days back when the roster was at 91 players. And this article came up about this kid. Yep. And they were talking about how he was like supposedly going to be the odd man out in the linebacker group. And it was going to be real hard for him to make the team with guys like Corey Thompson around. Yeah.
0: I I mean, you're absolutely right, dude. They were... They were very high on Voshan Joseph and his athletic ability coming out of college, but apparently he underwhelmed this year for the Bills, and they just dropped him. He's not even on the practice squad. right? Uh, Julian Stanford was let go as a free agent and signed elsewhere. Tyrell Dodson was supposed to be a solid backup linebacker for us, but last year was suspended due to uh, domestic violence abuse. Right, and Tyrell Dodson made the team this year. And Yeah, you're right. Tyrell Dodson did make the team this year, but... A lot of guys, you know, Corey Thompson cut. We already spoke on that. Mike Bell was a safety who they used as a hybrid who came down into the linebacker core and tried out there this year. He was released. Uh, so he outperformed, you know, Voshan Joseph and Corey Thompson and Corey Thompson. And this is a guy that we never even spoke of. And in that article that you you uh, mentioned in SB Nation, they literally said it's a long shot. Don't even plan on it. You right. Know? But the Bills obviously saw something in him to keep his contract alive coming into this season. And uh, like we said, he got paid, you know, $1.39 million once he signed that 53-man roster deal.
1: Yeah, it's awesome, dude. It's good for him. And th- this is the camp story that nobody talked about the underdog guy, the guy that should have never made this team, did make this team, and it's yep. it's awesome for this guy. I'm excited to see him on Sunday, man. Yeah. And you know what? We're back Sunday. We're
0: back, baby. The Buffalo Bills are going to be on the field. Unfortunately, the fans won't be there, but they are going to be there. And I don't know if you saw us. Do- did you see Dawson Knox's tweet? I did see Dawson Knox's
1: tweet about how they're going to hold down the fort without yep. us, man.
0: Until we come back, baby. Which is awesome. Love I- that attitude. I'm,
1: I'm real glad that Dawson Knox is... As of right now, he's listed as, like, number one on yeah. the depth chart, yeah. which there is no official depth chart. It's just how people are viewing it. Speculating. Yes.
0: Right? We love our speculation. Yes,
1: we do. <laughs> the binge is all about speculation, baby. Uh,
0: the other thing, though, with the 53-man roster that kind of surprised me, Graham, was the fact that we only kept five cornerbacks.
1: Yeah. I remember us kind of having a little conversation about something like that. Yep. About how we thought maybe – Six corners, seven corners. Yeah. I we mean, thought it should make the team, and they only kept five.
0: The only reason why I'm worried about that is because Josh Norman and Levi Wallace are a part of those five. And right. those are two guys who have been injured in training camp yeah. up to this point. So they must feel very confident that Josh Norman's coming back. They must have just said, hey, man, we're not going to push you. Your hamstring needs time. Same thing with Levi Wallace. We know you'll be ready. And the other thing is, is they made Saran Neal a cornerback on the depth chart this year. Which is a little bit of a surprise. Because he's more of like a hybrid
1: safety. Yep. I would say he's closer to a safety than a corner at this point.
0: He kind of reminds me of the same role that Micah Hyde played in Green Bay for the Packers. When they needed a corner, he stepped up and played corner. When they needed the safety, he stepped up and played safety. Yeah. You know, that's what he reminds me a lot of.
1: So speaking of the cornerback room, my main man, Trey White, my favorite defensive back on this team, signed a huge extension, four years, $70 million. 55 mil guaranteed. What do you think, man? That's crazy. God, He's the highest paid corner
0: in the league now. Oh, You know, two things. It was a beautiful sight when I saw him put pen to paper with Brandon Bean, both having huge smiles on their faces, taking care of one another. The other thing is, is I cannot remember the last time the Buffalo Bills had a highest paid athlete on their team. I I do. At a position. I do. It was Marcel Darius. Yeah, Marcel. Yeah. But I mean, like a guy who was this highly touted, so humble. I mean- Tredavious is so humble dude like this guy cares about this team and that's why I like his contract because it doesn't kick in for another two years he's willing to play out his rookie deal right I mean this just goes to show you exactly what we've been preaching about this team from day one on the show is that this coaching staff this front office has made this such a family environment that they know that they can't just get everything all at once and that it takes time. But if you if you put in the time, you, you get put in rewarded. The yep. You get rewarded. And Tredavious White understands that. He knows, man. I mean, because with with this kind of money, it's still like, yes, it's, it's a lot of money when you look at it. But at the end of the day, it's basically clearing us for two years to sign other people that he knows that he needs on that defense. Right. To make this defense as good as it is. Then he did
1: come out and say he's going to fulfill his contract obligations. He's going to play out the rest of his rookie contract. Mm -hmm. He lived up to his word. It's just kind of crazy because he was talking about possibly opting out at the beginning of the year. And now he's signing a four year extension. It's awesome, man.
0: Well, pumped. And you know what? We talked about it when Deion Dawkins signed his contract that these guys, they uh, go through with what they preach here. Yes. With Brandon Bean and Sean McDermott, you know, they say that they're going to draft guys, keep them here, sign them. They want to do the draft process, all that stuff. Well, nobody knew if that was true until this year, because this is the first year we've got their guys that they drafted handpicked that are coming up on contracts. And this just goes to show you that they're putting their money where their mouth is. Oh, yeah, man. It's awesome. And, uh, you know, I can't be happier for Tredavious White. I can't be happier for the Bills organization. Everybody should be really excited. Yeah, everybody
1: should be, man. That smile on Trey's white face On Trey White's face when he was signing that contract, dude. Oh, yeah. Priceless, man. The guy is a class act 100% of the way. The guy just has great attitude about everything. I've spoke about it a million times on this show. Can't be happier, man.
0: But do you think Milano is next? I do. And, you know, just before we get into that, I do want to speak on one thing, too, is it, it shows a lot of trust with Brandon Bean and Sean McDermott signing Tredavious White for a contract two years from now. Because this tells Trey, you know what, if I were to step on the field next year and get hurt, I'm still locked up for four years. Right. You know what I mean? Like he could have had a crazy injury happen and then get paid way less money on his contract year or not even get signed.
1: Or he could have had like two really bad
0: years. Yeah. So this is a big trust thing for the Bills to be able to put this kind of money in his lap, but he's going to, I know he's going to come out on that field and perform. So honestly, I think it's going to make him work harder. Right. I really do. And that's exactly what Dawkins said too. You know what? These guys put their faith in me. I'm going to go out there and show why, you know, this is, I'm worth the money you're giving me. Yeah. But you know, to speak on the Milano thing, I think that's exactly why this deal is taking place in two years. They're saving money to get everybody home. You know, they want to keep these guys here, Matt Milano, obviously a huge piece. I preach high of him. I would expect a contract for Matt Milano coming up next. I, I really hope so, man. I think it's going to be coming in the next few weeks. At least I hope. And honestly, I was surprised by the contract for White. Like, I thought we were paying him more money than 17 mil a year, 17 and a half mil a year. I was expecting Trey White to be up in like the $20 million range, honestly.
1: Yeah, I was too. But you know what? He The guy's worth it. Yeah. No, I mean, no, no, he really I, I'm, is. I'm
0: totally happy with the price tag that we gave him. And I just think it's going to give us more money to get Milano. And I'm ecstatic for what's about to happen up here,
1: man. Yeah, dude, I think we're going to be locked up for a long time. It's going to be great. It, it's going to be nice to have a core group of guys for a long period of time. Oh,
0: yeah. Oh, yeah. And we've already spoke about it before. Milano says he can't imagine playing anywhere else. So I would expect him to come in at a hometown price a little bit. He's going to get his money's worth, but I would expect him to be kind of lenient with his price tag too because he wants to play with Tremaine Edmonds in this defense for a long
1: time. Yeah, I'm thinking hometown
0: discount for Milano. At least I'm hoping so. Yeah, at least a couple mil off. You know what I mean? Yeah. They'll take care of him in incentives and shit. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, Graham, was there anything else on this 53-man roster that you thought was you know on the radar? Yeah, so originally they
1: only kept three safeties on the roster, which was a little bit of a surprise to me, but as of Sunday, they re-signed Dean Marlowe to make it four. They put Feliciano and uh, Isaiah Hodgins onto the IR list to clear some room to bring Marlowe back and also to bring back Andre Roberts. So now we have Andre Roberts back. Returning kicks again. So people that were freaking out over Andre Roberts getting caught. He's back. Don't worry.
0: Yep. He's back in the, you know, Dean Milo has been that guy that he's always been in the shuffle here. Yeah. You know he's been I mean?
1: bouncing back and forth between the active roster and the practice squad the last few years. And it's good to see that he's going to be a staple on this roster, at least as a backup this year. Yeah. And Saran, listed as a corner also helps him out a lot.
0: Absolutely. Totally agree. The three safeties were going to be a worry for me. But like you said. They brought in D-Milo, and I'm happy because three safeties is kind of light, man. Well, a little shout out to Saran Neal, too, man. The guy really showed out this preseason. Yeah, he did. Every chance he gets, I feel like he's done pretty solid, man. They put it, they used to put him on Rob Gronkowski. Yep. And they put him on all the big tight ends, all the big wide receivers. He's usually that guy matched up with him, and he holds his own, man. So I hope he gets a shot this year with a bigger role, and I think he will.
1: Yeah, I agree with you, man. And you know what? That kind of brings up a little bit of what I want to talk about next, and guys that I'm pretty surprised that they kept. Yeah. Um, I know that we've already covered Trent Murphy, Taiwan Jones, and T.J. Yeldon as surprises that, yeah. we, that we talked about. Um, obviously, Delshawn Phillips is a surprise. We talked about that. Mm-hmm. Jake Fromm is a bit of a surprise to me. I'm a little surprised they kept three quarterbacks.
0: I, I was pretty high on them keeping three from the beginning.
1: I know we, t- we talked about that
0: on a previous episode. Yeah. Uh, it does. So it doesn't really surprise me that they kept Jake Fromm. Honestly, the kid put out in college and probably went a lot later than most teams thought he would. Just fell in the draft, and the Bills got him in their lap, and I think they're going to keep him here, and they're, he's going to be our backup for a while and possibly our future number two come next year. Yeah, I think you might be right on that. You know, and it's it's something where if you let Jake Fromm go, a team's definitely picking him up. I mean, I've seen quarterbacks that haven't proven as much get picked up already off waiver wire for, for other teams. Yeah, so. I, yeah. Jake Fromm, he's a winner winner caliber seems to get along with the team just fine. I know he had some mix up when he first got drafted over some tweets and stuff, but clearly he's overcome those and uh, he's a Buffalo Bill now. And I I'm happy that we kept three quarterbacks at any point in time, you know, Guys can go down.
1: Yeah. Allen can go down at any time, especially with his play style. And, and mean,
0: we've talked about that in the past. Yeah. About how Allen he's and aggressive. Anderson went down. Yep. Allen Anderson went down. We had Barkley and Barkley stepped up and he solidified the number two role here ever since. And that's just probably the same situation Jake Fromm's going to find himself in.
1: Now, are you a little surprised at all about anybody that made the team?
0: Honestly, no. I personally thought we could use more size at the wide receiver position. I know I touched on that earlier in the show, but Isaiah McKenzie just brings a different element, man. And yeah, yeah that that's just a guy who can run those boots. He can do those wide receiver sweeps, the screens. I mean, he's quick shifty ever since he came over here from Denver, man, he's, he's done his fair share.
1: Yeah, I agree. I was personally, I was a little surprised that he made the team because obviously Duke Williams played a big role last year Mm -hmm. in that final game in the playoffs. He played a big role in that Tennessee
0: game. Yep. Two games that he played in played a huge pivotal roles in. Well, I guess if you're going to mention that, I would say that, I'm surprised that they didn't bring back Duke on the 53 and brought back Andre Roberts because Isaiah McKenzie can return punts and kicks. Right. Like he's done that for us. And same with Micah Hyde. I know they don't want to put Micah in that position. They don't want to get him hurt. But I I feel like there are some guys on this team who can do that role for us. And that's basically all Andre's going to do is be the return man. I guess, yeah, I am surprised that they took Andre Roberts over Duke Williams, not only for the catchability and the size ability, just Duke Williams is a winner, man. He works hard, and that's why Bills
1: fans love him so much. Yeah. That, he's got that blue collar mentality that all of us Bills fans love. And that's why it's a little unfortunate that he did not make the team. But you know what? He's still in the practice squad.
0: Like we said, he can come up at any time. Yeah. And he's probably going to be exempt, you know. So yeah, man, I've I've just been ecstatic about this whole entire preseason. It's been a, you know, bright spot in the sports world, not having any setbacks other than no preseason games, getting the constant updates out of camp. It's been a pleasure, and I'm happy that we're at this stage. Week one's right around the corner with the Jets. And Graham, I know I'm gonna be watching that game with you, man. How pumped are you for this?
1: Oh, dude, I'm crazy pumped. I cannot wait for Sunday at one o'clock.
0: Buffalo Bills football is back. Heck yeah, baby. And everybody better stay safe. But, Graham, where can they plug in?
1: Yeah, guys, you can still get at us at Woodbine underscore sports at Instagram. Make sure that you guys are searching the Buffalo Binge on your Spotify, your Apple, and your Google podcasts. And stay tuned for later this week. We're going to give you another episode with our week one predictions of matchups. Also, tune into the Woodbine Sports podcast every Wednesday with us and our boy Greg. And I just want to say, guys, I'm pumped for this week. I hope you're all pumped for this week. We appreciate all the support you guys have been giving us, all the feedback. It's been phenomenal. Thank you, everybody, and have a great week.
0: Yeah. Hey, thanks again for being here with me, Graham. We will be back later in the week for another episode of the Buffalo Binge. And as always, binge on!